Back in here on Morning Drive, ESPN 102.5, the game final hour here on a Friday. Peter Burns from the SEC Network joins us right now to talk Bama LSU. Peter, we appreciate a couple of minutes. I know you're pressed for time. We'll get right to it. Uh, You said on Twitter, I want to get your thoughts on this, healthy Tua or not, LSU is beating Alabama this weekend. Hashtag full send. Your rationale behind that would be what? Go, just go big or go home, right? Actually, I was trying to upset my wife, who's a diehard Alabama fan. And actually, I, I tell you what, the opposite side of it, I was making her happy because it seems like every time that I've picked against Alabama in my life, they've ended up winning. So she's probably pretty happy that I said that. But, um, again, I, I came in and I looked at these teams, guys, and I, I, I know it's eight years in a row. And I think it plays into the fan bases knowing that, right, especially LSU fan base who feels like they've just been kicked and left for dead but i go back and look at how ed oseron has changed his approach from the time he was at old miss to lsu he's changed it even from how he's changed prepping for alabama a couple years ago when he took over for this gig everything was fun he was having a great time and all of a sudden alabama week came and it was just like 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 you know everything tightened up and I think that they've approached it differently this week. I've talked to people close to that program. They said, this feels no different than the Texas game, than the Florida game, than the Auburn game. And I'm like, come on, that that's not can't be true. And he goes, seriously, we realize that we're just kind of, you know, paralysis by analysis over the last couple of years. And I think that, combined with the fact that Joe Burrow plays well on the road and an inexperienced um, you know, front seven for Alabama is the reason why I gave LSU the nod to this and I think one of the reasons, one of the players that could take advantage of that Alabama front seven is is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who's like the most well-named running back in the history of LSU football. <laughs> and I, listen, he had 33 touches against a very physical Auburn defense. You can't seem to get a good shot on him. He had 26 carries, but he also was a big part of the passing game. He is just sort of really developing quietly into one of the better players in the SEC. He just constantly finds extra yards great out of the backfield, does the whole thing. It, it feels like he's the guy that could take advantage of that front seven. There is zero doubt. And I'm glad you brought it up because everyone wants to talk about all these incredible wide receivers. And, again, there may be probably six or seven NFL wide receivers. We see, we, hell, we may see two of the top three picks in the draft from a quarterback's perspective between Tua and Burrow. But I really do think it's Clyde Edwards-Hilaire uh, versus Najee Harris in the rushing offense that Alabama has it is the key to this game because – I think LSU has realized they can pass the ball. They can pass the ball on anybody. They can pass it on Florida. They can pass it on Auburn. They can pass it against top 20 defenses. But really, where they're able to kind of just really put that knife in your rib right now is with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. And the sneaky thing that he does is not only catch the ball out of the backfield, but he reminds me of like Alvin Kamara with, with with the Saints. And remember, Joe Brady came over from the Saints. And one of the things that Kamara does really well is a small deal. The amount of chip blocking he does for Dare, for Drew Brees, just to keep Brees and his timing on point, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire does a lot of that. So he'll be asked, hey, all of a sudden you need to chip block a little bit for Joe Burrow. We're going to send four wide and then spread out. I think between that and Thaddeus Moss, I think those are two of the, the ways that LSU has an advantage over a, a talented Alabama secondary but one that really hasn't been pushed this season yet. Now, the notion that the loser of this game is completely out of the playoffs, I don't think that's the case. Honestly, I think 
um, the loser of this game sits in the perfect seat because then they don't have to play in the SEC championship if they run the table. <laughs> Alabama did it two right. years ago, and they sat back, and they end up finding themselves in the, in the playoffs and end up winning it. Um, do you believe the how do you, how do you think the loser of this of this game um, 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 proceeds um, as far as will they get an opportunity to right, play the in future. the championship yeah, I mean, game? I, yeah. I, I think what it comes down to is obviously, hey, listen, if it's a two or three touchdown score difference, if that's what the margin, regardless if it's LSU or Alabama, then it plays a factor. I mean, if you guys, if you have a game that's 41 to 40 on a last second field goal, everyone's going to look at that and go, why the hell would we want to see these two teams again? Right. The rest of the country may not want to see it, but it'd be hard to argue against, hey, these teams aren't deserving. You know, this isn't Georgia losing to South Carolina or this isn't. Uh, you know, Clemson almost losing to North Carolina. So, to me, I still am a firm believer that if Alabama loses this game, they may be on the outside looking in uh, because of their, their lack of schedule and the cross-divisional opponents they play. But for LSU, if they can keep this within a one-score game, if LSU is within a one-score game, then I think LSU will have an opportunity, as good of a resume as anyone, to get back in. Peter, always a pleasure. We appreciate the time. Thank you, man. Uh, you got it. By the way, I had Gary Danielson on the show earlier today, and he was saying that he watched practice, and he said Tua's not 100%. He mm. hobbled uh, a Ooh. little bit, and that's, you know, and Nick Saban has never said that Tua's 100%. They expect him to go, but I really do think that that's going to be a difference maker uh, in this game. Okay. Keep, keep the family happy this weekend, buddy. <laughs> Later, boys. See you guys. Uh, Peter Burns joining us here. A little nugget there at the end. Yeah. I don't know how he's 100%. We said yeah. this two weeks ago. How are you going to be 100% after ankle surgery in two weeks? And I'll believe it when I see it. So. People that the, people that think that, oh, he's 100%. He's How? Nick Saban hadn't even said it. Let, let, let me ask you, know? you this question. Now, he if, said he could do everything he's, yeah. he's, at, he's asked him in practice. Mm-hmm. So if, if he gets his ankle rolled up on, sacked, comes up hobbling and limping, and it's bad, and he has to come out of the game, and in goes Mac Jones. Is there any chance Alabama could win with yes. Mac Jones? Yes. You believe that? Here's my issue with my one question about LSU, because I like, I'm with Derek on this. I like LSU to cover, I think, Burrow, the offense, everything. I think Edward Solaire is going to have a huge game. I think he's going to be the guy that gets featured against that very young defensive front for Alabama. Here's my concern, my one area of concern where I don't think LSU can win the, the, bat, the, the matchup, and that is their pass rush. They, they are. A, a t- not even barely top fifty in the country in pass rush. They're, they just kicked their best sack artist, Divinity, off the team. He's not on the team anymore. He was leading the team in sacks. So now you take the guy that had the most ability to pressure the quarterback off the team. You basically have one pass rusher in Chase on. I, I don't know how they're whether it's. This is why I think Tua can have a good day even at seventy percent because I'm not sure if he's going to get pressure now. If, if Dave Aranda, who's a brilliant defensive coordinator, can come up with a scheme to get pressure on Tua or Mac Jones, then I think that's where LSU can win the game. But if you give them time to throw, whether it's Tua or Mac, they will find those receivers because those receivers are too good. Because you could have three elite corners, and they still have Jalen Waddle who could get open. <laughs> like, that's the problem. Who do you, it's, like the, it's like the Titans trying to match up with the Chiefs. Like, true, yeah, what, very what, true. What part of their team are you going to take away? And if you take away, if you play a prevent dime defense where you drop everybody into coverage, guess who's going to kill you? Najee Harris. So what do you you got to pick your your battles here against Alabama and I don't my concern is their inability to get pressure on the quarterback. That's my one concern about LSU. We got our picks coming up at 9:30 this morning, the big finish at 9:45. So some really good stuff today, Bama LSU, Vols Kentucky, the Preds, Titans Chiefs. 
One really interesting story. It's been, probably been the biggest story in sports the last two days. We'll touch on that briefly when we come back here on Morning Drive. You know, I've got that one tiny area of concern for LSU. I have zero concerns about my house right now because Spring Hill Heating and Cooling takes care of us. They take it. Listen, it's starting to get colder. You know, that temperature's a little colder when you get up in the morning. Got to get the car started. You know, it's starting to get down into the 30s and stuff. So your house is going to start working overtime to keep everybody warm and cozy and toasty there in your house. And so you got to make sure everything's running smoothly. Give them a call. Check them out on the website, springhillac.com. All the information's there. Schedule an appointment. Join the Comfort Club. Have them come out to your house. Check all your, your moving parts and your bells and whistles and your pipes and get everything checked up. If everything's running smoothly, they'll, take, they'll, they'll make sure it's all clean, change the air filters, do all that stuff, and it prepares your house to manage the heavy workload of the wintertime. Spring Hill Heating and Cooling, my family uses only these guys. We're not using the other guys anymore, uh, and it's why we've trusted them because they've got more than two decades of experience in Middle Tennessee. Great financing options in case they do find a big problem with your house. How about no, year, uh, no interest, five years um, uh, for qualified buyers on new equipment? That's a fantastic uh, financing option there. They have a plan for you somehow. Whatever your ne- house needs, Spring Hill Heating and Cooling's got a plan. Let them be your emergency plan. But in the meantime, join the Comfort Club and make sure everything's running smoothly. It'll save you some money. I promise. Spring Hill Heating and Cooling. SpringHillAC.com is a website. SpringHillAC.com. Spring Hill Heating and Cooling. Proud sponsor of Smashville Live. Back in here live on a Friday edition of Morning Drive. Five things on the line tomorrow in Tuscaloosa coming up. In about five minutes, the picks at the bottom of the hour. Uh, one big story that we have not discussed, and it's not really just an NBA story. I think it's a sports story in general. The outrage this week over Kawhi Leonard, uh, basically due to load management, missing a nationally televised game. It was looking like it would be two games, uh, but he only ended up missing one. And you could apply this to the NHL, Major League Baseball. This whole concept of load management where people get outraged over Pro athletes sitting out days for rest. I think it started with Greg Popovich resting healthy players. Well, yeah, and it was. I don't really get. I don't mind it. He got busted. uh, I think he put Tony Parker and Tim Duncan on a plane, like on a Southwest plane, like not even a private team plane from like Miami, like the day of a Heat's game because like the NBA got all upset for him saying that they were going to rest him. So he just sent him home and he like basically trolled the NBA and he's been fined a few times ever since. But like if you're like if you're a fan, what you got to understand is. These seasons are so long, and all they care about is winning a championship. So I get it. While you, as a fan, might have you know, like shelled out a bunch of money for tickets to see Kawhi Leonard, you're going to be ticked off if he doesn't play. But you got to think about the end result. Yeah, this this was Adam Vingan talking about this exact thing with Ryan Ellis uh, this week when we talked to him. Watching Ryan Ellis last year, just based on the eye test, something wasn't right about him. And he was playing through some injuries last year that he told me the fact that he was able to play in all 82 games was an accomplishment in itself. And Ryan Ellis, to me, is the most competitive player on that roster. I mean, there were opportunities last year where he was given the choice to sit out for a couple of games and rest if he wanted to, and that was a complete non-starter with Ryan Ellis. He did not want to miss any games, and he had a career year in points last year. Average ice time, first time he played in all 82 games, but he still didn't seem like himself. He acknowledged that he, he was not completely himself last year. He wasn't able to do the things that he wanted to do, and that may have contributed to the play against Dallas in the playoffs that we're, we always reference. So Ryan Ellis, non-starter for him, right? He's not going to take a day off even when maybe he needs it. So I think it's up to the player to decide, frankly, if they want to go out there and gut it out. Like right now, the uh, Fisdale for the Knicks is getting in trouble because he's running 
R.J. Barrett into the ground. He's given him so many minutes, right? And this is, is the opposite side of the equation. I, I'm with you, Nick, that if a team is trying to win a championship and they what, what they believe is best for the team to win a championship is to give a, a player rest. Baseball has guaranteed contracts. The NBA's got guaranteed contracts. The NHL has guaranteed contracts. And maintenance days for players in every sport is pretty commonplace. I mean, baseball is the least physical of them, and nobody plays 162 games. Nobody. So I don't know why people are outraged about this. But if a player says, hey, I want to play all 82, that's fine too. I applaud him for it. But I don't have a problem with the team saying this is the best way for us to win a championship. Um, I mean, that's the way this uh, – it's become, um, you know, you got to protect the player for the end result. If the end result is a championship, I'm going to put my team in the best position to win a championship, then – yeah, these guys need to rest. They don't get, you know, they they only get a certain amount of time to rest. I mean, the All-Star break, they get to get a chance to rest. But other than that, it's, you know, they're playing every two or three days and they're traveling. Um, you know, I don't see anything wrong with it. I would like, you know, if you're going to rest a guy, rest him at home, you know, because, People do, you know, if you're playing away, people do, unless it's like a road swing and you're on the road for like a week or two, but, then but I get it. Let me ask you, though, why why not rest them on the road when it's not in front of the the, the paying season ticket holders? No, because they... Because the paying season ticket holders are the ones that are probably no, the most because upset about it's, it. it's it's one thing, but they get, the, they get an opportunity to see him, regardless, because they're at home. The people on the road only get an opportunity to see him maybe once or twice. But they're not That's fans of... The Clippers. But yes, they are. They're coming to watch, say, Kawhi Leonard and LeBron James. The people at home get at least 40-some t- times to see them. The people on the road, if, if, if they're playing, say, for instance, if the Lakers play Philly, well, they're only playing Philly, what, twice a year? So I would rather him rest at home than rest in Philly right, when I only get a chance to see him. But the majority of people in those games at Philly are Philly fans. But they're coming to see LeBron James still. They're coming to see LeBron James. Yeah, I'd rather hurt the season ticket holders for some other team. That's what I would do. No, I mean, like if, if I'm the if I'm the manager of my team, you know what I mean. Like I, no, I want I'd want to make sure my season ticket say, holders see the best players I would that they're say, paying exorbitant prices to see. If if I'm going to rest a guy, you got to understand I'm going to rest him at home because you have thirty some other times to see him. I'm going to rest him once, but yeah. the fans that are in Philly that. That, but why do I know, care about the Philly that, fans? That want to see LeBron. There could be a Philly. There if could I'm, be a I'm Laker the, fan in Philly that bought a ticket. Like my, for instance, my me and my son, we're here in Nashville. If we know that LeBron's coming to Atlanta, we're buying a ticket because we're LeBron fans. I would rather him rest at home than to well, rest yeah, in Atlanta. You would. <laughs> and no, but there are a lot of other people that love LeBron that live somewhere else that say, please don't rest. I am only buying this ticket because he is coming to Philly and I want to see him play. So if you're going to rest him, no, I get it. rest him at home. Don't rest him because we only get a chance right. to see him once a but year. But if you're, if you're Clippers management, you care more. Of, like This is like the Preds. Mm-hmm. Like If I'm a Preds fa- season ticket holder and they're going to give Pekka a maintenance day, I want him to do it on the road. Because I don't I, – like, like sure, there's a couple of Preds fans in Denver. Or whatever, mm-hmm. but like the majority of people that spend money that keep our organization going are the ones who are here it, in Nashville that go tra- to the game. If you're trying to build your brand, wouldn't you want to say? Wouldn't you want as a as a as an organization to say, you know what, we're trying to we're trying to take this our team 
more than just local. We're trying to make our team nationwide. So we want to have our best team when we go on the road because we're trying to win over a fan that may be in some other state. And now now if I take him him out and his fan is – you know, he wants to see this guy, and all of a sudden he gets to the arena and that guy's not playing. Now he's turned – he or she has turned off like, I don't want to be a fan right. of them. Kale, but but, but think about this whole process. So, uh, like, does it start from the player saying, Coach, I need these load management days? Does it come from the front office? Like, who's initiating that? I think Doctors? I think it's, this, maybe? I think it's the player. Um, now I think it's the player, and I think it's his, his, his circle that says, listen – you know, we got to try to work out something where, you know, if you if you if you want me to be healthy toward the end of the season, we got to work out a plan where I'm not playing, you know, for the extent whether it's five games out of the season, at least let me get some rest. Because you know who is ticked off about this? Chris Broussard reported this a few days ago. Adam Silver. Like when you're well, the commissioner of, of the league, you don't like this because your stars and the league driven sure. by stars are resting and just on the bench healthy. That that's a that's a bad look for the league from the commissioner. Well, standpoint. And it's, well, he would rather them do it low key rather than to be out with it. Like well, everybody the, knows now, right, like, exactly. You are just resting and, these players just to be re- if they were doing it covertly, then he would feel better about it. Because it all lands at his front desk. And on and what games do you do it? Are, are you on a nationally televised game on a Sunday afternoon? Well, that's a much bigger audience, right? Like, right. if it's Lakers, Clippers, and Kawhi's resting. Okay, well, that's a much bigger game, right? Like, you don't want to see that. But, it, it, you know, if it's the, the Magic versus the Hornets or whatever, and you're... You know, you're resting your best player on a Tuesday at 9 p.m. You know, like it's very different than if you're on a, in a prime time setting or a prime time situation. I think it's. It, I, what are you What are you supposed to do about it though? If you're, I don't understand how they can legislate intent out of this because all you got to do, and this is why the the Clippers got in trouble this week, right? Is because they didn't have their story straight. Mm-hmm. What first it was the knee, it was the mm-hmm. patella tendon, and now it's. Well, the, the the doctor said he needs rest, and he's just resting two games in a row. Just say my back like, hurt. That's yeah, all you got to say. My and, back hurt. And then everybody gets their story yeah. straight. Everybody has hurt. to fall in line and say the and same thing. And the player comes in and says, my back is tight. What do you, as a doctor, what do you say? How, how do you Your prove, back's not tight? That, yeah. yeah. Like, so my back's tight. I got to rest. All right, fine. Rest um, and, and, and deal with it, and we allow you to, to miss a game or whatnot. But, I mean, listen. Everybody that works, just about, you get an off day. Yeah. You got sick days. You got whatever. Why are y'all? Why is people such an uproar that an NBA player wants to take a sick day? Well, and it's that's work. That's what I'm saying. Like we've evolved. Like, we all take sick days, or we all got vacation right. time. We've evolved past. Like we we have a greater understanding of the human body today than we've ever had before. In fact, obviously, there's still a lot more learning to do about it. But we know now that. Like Cal Ripken's streak and the of what he did in in Major League Baseball is just not a thing. It's just not a thing anymore. You're not expected to play 162 games. It's probably not good for you, especially as a pitcher, to 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 make all 35 starts because then you're probably used up by the time the playoffs roll around. How, how much do we talk about Pecorino's workload? Mm-hmm. We talk about it all the time that it needs to come down. It's exactly. gone from 65 to 61 to 58 to 55 games or whatever, and and we know that that's good for his. Body in the playoffs. Well, it why, could also why do we come not care at all that a goaltender of, doesn't start? We we know who the backup is. Like you can you can reduce your workload and have load management for Pecorino mm-hmm. sure. at his age because of who the backup exactly. is. Exactly. Like if you're the Clippers, you know I, I don't know how deep the Clippers are, but when Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are out, I mean who are they going to? Lou Williams. Mm. 
Yeah, don't talk about Patrick uh, I mean, Beverly that way. They, they they have a good team, but obviously yeah, they need their guys out there, Kawhi and and Paul George. And, so, how, and how do you guarantee that for the postseason? Mm-hmm. You manage their bodies exactly. in the regular season. Absolutely. So I mean, I, this it, it's not. But you know who reason, also hates it is the networks. Of course. Like yeah. if you're TNT and yeah. you've got Lakers Clippers and George and Leonard are out. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's you know fifty percent of your star power. Here's the problem for me, and I don't know if I'm the the casual basketball fan. I mean, I'm, I would probably be considered a very casual NBA fan. Uh, although I'm a lifelong diehard Grizzly fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I would rather watch Shaq and, and Charles Barkley argue about stuff than any of these other games that they're putting on. Like, unless it's a marquee matchup, unless I'm getting, like, Portland or the Lakers or the Clippers or the Rockets or, you know, you know Giannis, if, unless I'm getting, like, one of these six or seven teams that is marquee, mm-hmm. there is not an NBA basketball game in the regular season that I care about. I'd much rather watch Shaq and Chuck go back and forth and I mean, arguing about because it, it's so much better. It's better entertainment. Like I don't. You're telling me you'd rather watch a, I don't know, pick a, a, a Pelicans without Zion versus the Hornets. Like that's intriguing to you. Like that's just not. Most of these games that, just aren't I don't interesting. Think they want to see it. No, right. But the Pelicans and the Hornets want to see that game. <laughs> <laughs> they, li- they like how when it's one fifty two to one forty nine, and they all scored twenty two points. They oh, love it. Now I throw I throw them. a few bucks on under two thirty two and a half. Yeah, I'm, I'm completely compelled. I'll watch every single ounce of that game. How fast the Golden State Warriors have disappeared. Yep. Holy smokes! All right, Steve Kerr, what do you got, bud? Let's see. Yeah, no, dude, it's about players. You know that yeah. basketball's about players. Uh, when we come back, morning drive pigskin picks against the spread. Stay there. Now, for entertainment purposes only. Bumbling, bumbling, stumbling. Here we go. That goes double for you knuckleheads. Yeah, you know who you are. Let's go now. Let's go now. It's time to gamble, folks. Let's not sugarcoat this. This is what we're doing. We're giving <laughs> winners against the spread. Uh, as a show last week, uh, we were five. Nine and one. Let's just so cancel the segment. I don't think we're giving winners right now, but Derek Mason is twenty eight and nineteen on the season. Unbelievable. That is good money right there, folks, which means as I am now nineteen twenty six and one and Nick is twenty eight and thirty two. So Nick and I losing people money. Listen to Derek Mason give out random over unders for FCS games in the Patriot League. That is the way you win money, apparently. Absolutely. That's the way you win. Sometimes you got to throw a dart at the board, close your eyes, throw the dart, and you may win. So Derek Mason is 28 and 19. That's all, that's about, what, 50 games you've picked this year? I think mm-hmm. all 50 of them were darts. Yeah. And you've done a great job. Hey, blast squirrel, good to know everyone. 28 out of 47 is 60%. That's crazy for just guessing. That's a down year for you. I just, but it's still really good. It's down, man. It, right. it is what it is. What, All you, right. what you got, buddy? I got. I'm going to start off with the game of the century. Illinois, the Michigan game State. Of the, I mean, the game, what do you call 100 years? Uh, a century. A century. Yeah. What do you call 200 years? Uh, two centuries? Yeah, two centuries. A millennia. <laughs> millennium. Millennia. Yeah, I'm listening to the Millennium Falcon music. Yeah. So, a millennia this is the is a game of all games. This is the greatest game in college football ever. 150 years of college football. This is the best game right here. Most anticipated game. Kansas State, Texas. No, I'm just playing. It's actually a really good game. <laughs> it is. LSU, Alabama. Over under is 62 and a half. I am going with the over. I think it's going to be a track meet in this one. All right. Wh- which, what? Huh? 62 and a half. It's going to be a track meet. Kansas, Texas Tech? 
no, no, no. That's um, that's um, what you, uh, Alabama LSU. LSU. Yeah, it's dropped. That number's coming down then, Kale. Oh yeah, well, that, like, that means people are first. That means people are all under. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Florida International at Florida Atlantic. Oh, rivalry. The Battle of the Floridas. International Atlantic. That's uh, Butch Davis versus Lane Kiffin. Wow, what a matchup. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Howard Schnellenberger is no longer there. <laughs> That's a tremendous quote. What, oh, a, man. what a matchup. <laughs> Fifty nine over under. I'm going with the over on that one. Okay. Okay. So there we go. Appalachian State. Ooh, this is a real game. South Carolina. South Kakalaki. Fifty one is the over under. I am going the over 51 and a half. I mean, the 51, excuse me. Liberty. Ooh, they can BYU, score. BYU, 50, 58. Future Arkansas head football coach, Hugh Freeze. 58 and a half. You know what? I am. It might be. Uh, the weather might be a factor in this game. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. They're playing in, in BYU. Um, I am going to the under on this one. All right. I'm going the under. Where on will one. Hugh Freeze be coaching next year? Uh, Mississippi State, Arkansas, Rutgers. He's going to get a job. Tulane. Boys. I don't know. Somewhere. He's, he's going to get a job. Um, we're going to go UMass at Army. Oh, my God. Don't pick against the troops. 61 and a half. I am going, good folks, I'm going the under on this one. I think Army wins. I, I don't think UMass scores a lot of points. Vandy. You you what? I don't think UMass scores a lot of points. Vandy, Florida. Oh, God. 50 points is the over. No, 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 no. It's not 50. Uh, 48-5 is the over-under. Gosh. it's I'm going over because the majority of the points going to be scored by Florida. Florida's going to score more yeah. than that by themselves. <laughs> I'm going with the over on that one. In my last and final. Because all these games have been good games. My last and final game, UTSA at Old Dominion, <laughs> Saturday, November 9th Name at a 2 single player in that game. Eastern time, John. Uh, <laughs> 42 and a half. I am going the over on that one. Williams is a good player on that team. Yeah, yeah he is. Smith. Yeah. Did you guys did you guys see the uh, the total for the Wisconsin Iowa game? Two ranked teams competing for the Big Ten West. It's 38. 38 points. Yeah. Wow. For Good a college man. football game. You want to give are they playing? Where are they playing? Madison. Madison. It might be snowing. It, well, it's Iowa, Wisconsin. They're the same yeah. football team. They game on to yeah. 10-7. They're, they're the same football team. They do the same exact things against each other. Can the score other. be 2-4? Uh, yes, it's yeah. happened before. Yeah, three safeties. <laughs> Mississippi State beat uh, Auburn 3-2, to two, I believe. Oh, wow. Penn State and Iowa played to a 6-4 uh, game-ending score. Should that win score. baseball? Nope. I'm positive. <laughs> Why don't you give your picks? Because here's what I'm going to do. I'm not, I've actually made an audible. Okay. I am not going to give picks this week. In what? fact, I'm going to do something different. Oh, no. I'm going to give high school football lines <laughs> what? for the high school 6A playoffs here in this area. I'll set the lines in a moment, and I want you guys to pick them against the spread. <laughs> wow! After Braden gives his, pick. I love this. All right, I'm gonna go LS. I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna throw a bunch of darts here too, and go underdogs here. LSU plus five and a half. That's the number at right now against Bama. Uh, Illinois plus fourteen and a half. Illinois now has a winning record in college football, which is just a new thing to hear. They're playing against Michigan State on the road. Fourteen and a half points there. Give me the fourteen and a half. I'm gonna go Iowa State plus fourteen and a half. One of the best ten offenses in America. They will be able to score on Oklahoma. 
I think Oklahoma wins, but give me Iowa State plus the 14.5. Louisville against Miami. That's a well-coached football team in Louisville. Not sure about Miami. Freshman quarterback, Louisville plus 7. So give me another underdog there. couple of quick favorites here. Baylor minus 2.5. I'm taking the bait here from Vegas. I don't know why Vegas has an undefeated Baylor team as a 2.5-point favorite over TCU. It should be like a 10-point spread. Mm. So I, that means probably TCU will win by 30. So give me Baylor minus 2.5. And, and then Penn State laying the 6 and a half against Minnesota in the big game. So I'm going to try to pick all the big games there. So there's mine. I know you're with me on Illinois and uh, Louisville. You got uh, Florida, Georgia, and Kansas State as well. So let, okay. me, let me see those high school. High school football, 6A playoffs. I will set a line. Braden and D-Mace, you tell me all which right. side of the spread you are on. 7-3 and three Riverdale tonight at Mount Juliet, 6-4 and four on the season. I make Mount Juliet a two-and-a-half point home favorite. So minus two and a half. Give me, yes. give me Riverdale. Give me Riverdale on that one. Okay, so you see, I didn't even give him the standard home uh, three got, points. So one of reading the, the lines correctly. One of the hardest hits I've ever taken in my high school career was against Riverdale. Okay. Jesse Chesterfield. Riverdale. I remember that guy. Riverdale. Ravenwood is at home tonight, nine and one on the season. They take on eight and two Stewart's Creek. I make Ravenwood a seven point home favorite. Are you just give making me, all this stuff up? Give me Ravenwood. There's yeah. data that goes into I this. I think they cover. You think I don't have yards per play on high school teams tracked? I don't. Oh, I know. So give me Ravenwood. So, so you had Mount Juliet at home minus two and a half. Yep. You've got Ravenwood at home. Minus seven. Give me minus Ravenwood. Seven. Okay, Ravenwood. You go on Ravenwood. Yeah, I will Ravenwood. also take Ravenwood. Okay. McGavick is a three and seven team. They go to Brentwood tonight, who is eight and two. I make Brentwood a 14 and a half point choice. Mm. Laying the points, taking the favorites. 14, 14 and, and a half? Mm-hmm. Give me that guy. Give me who? Who are they playing? McGavick. Is this the first round? Give of the playoffs? me Mc- yes. Yeah. Who? Give me McGavick. I'm okay. taking McGavick in the playoffs. Yeah. No. 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 I'm saying the points because he's giving him 14. Yes. But give me McGavick. You're taking the points. Yeah. I'm taking. How did McGavick get into the playoffs as a three and seven team? It's a good question. <laughs> not really sure how everybody, they do it. No. Tennessee. Everybody gets in the playoffs. Not really. I, do they now? Because that's yeah, not I what think happened. Everybody I, get in the playoffs, I, man. Not, only half the the. the the divisions got in when I was playing. Right. So be, I'll take uh, I'll take uh, B Wood as well. All right, here we go. Hate those guys. Franklin, Franklin, the Fighting Derek Masons of Franklin, five no, 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 and no. five. It's my alma mater. Shut up over there. It's the Fighting Me's. All right, well, Derek still lives in Franklin. No, he's yeah. Ensworth, man. Oh, you're Ensworth. Yeah. Like, I'll find you. I'll find you an Ensworth yeah, line in a minute. Yeah. Franklin's five and five. They're on the road at Canridge, who is seven and three. I make Canridge a four and a half point home favorite. Yeah. Give me Canridge and a point. Yeah, they're gonna win. Yeah, but, but I gotta go Franklin. In the upset outright, go Rebs. Now is uh, is Ensworth a, a five a five A team? So, so Tennessee is one of the only states in the country mm-hmm. that does not mix public and private schools in their football leagues, mm. and there's a lot of interesting reasons why that is the case. Mm-hmm. There's only like four states in the country that do say, that. So you got to go to the private yeah. stuff. Private. It's like what what is it called? Two A or something like that. You got to go to the private stuff. Let's see here. I'll, I'll just pull a mic, Francesa. Um, uh, let's see here. Uh, uh, Franklin uh, High School. Uh, it's an imaginary play. Who's that? Do you know what uh, uh, <laughs> 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 You're impersonation. Yeah, I'm not seeing an Ensworth. Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a He's pulling it up. No, they have uh, Briarcrest Christian. They play yeah. Briar Chris Christian. Do you, do, they have the, Ensworth, do you have the records? What did Ensworth yeah, finish? Yeah, uh, Ensworth <laughs> finished, um, what is that, six and... Ensworth is seven and three? Seven and three, yeah. Okay. Seven and three, what does it... Briar Crest Christian would be... 
Uh, Seeing her, this is a great riveting video. Overall, not in one. Not in one. Yes. I'm going to make Briarcrest a six-point favorite. Oh. How about that? Briarcrest is a six-point favorite. And remember, if any high school kids are listening, you're only betting cigarettes here. Yeah, the Briarcrest is a, which is not, no, you're betting jewels at this point. Um, Briarcrest (laughs) is the two seed. Ensworth is the three seed coming out of the east. Mm, McCallie's the one seed. Looks like Christian Brothers is the four seed. Uh, Memphis University School's number one seed. You got Knox Catholic, Baylor, and NBA. I'm taking um, Ensworth. What what do you get? What is the point? Six. Six? I'm taking Ensworth. Okay. How about NBA versus Baylor? Baylor nine and one, NBA six and four. Hey, Innsworth has a exceptional quarterback. There you exceptional go. quarterback. Okay. There you have it, folks. High school football, college football. Maybe we'll give you some NFL when we come back. Big finish is definitely next on Morning Drive. The game. We've had a big show. Big show. And now it's time for a big finish on Morning Drive. Big finish time. We do it each and every day at 945 here on Morning Drive. The Big Finish is brought to you by Nashville Soccer Club. Get your MLS tickets for the inaugural season today. Go to NashvilleSC.com. That's NashvilleSC.com. Welcome into a Friday edition of Morning Drive here on ESPN 1025. The game. The Avalanche defeat the Predators 9-4. to four. That is correct. I am saying it with 100% conviction. It, is, it actually was 9-4. to four. Colorado that, put up the, a six that, spot in the second. That's not the series total goal scoring right. in all the games for the year. That's correct. That was a game. Hockey, baseball, and, and basketball, it's hard to do that, man. You know, 82 games on the ice, I got to give it 100%. No, I'm not. I got to preserve my body. I'm going to pull the old Kawhi Leonard. Uh, you know, body load management, I'm man. all about load management. Load management. I got to, yeah, I these games that are back-to-back in two and three days and five and whatever, how many days, load management. I can't keep doing this. I can I can try to skate hard. Here's the thing. My mind's telling me no. no. <laughs> <laughs> but my body. The Forsberg-Johansson-Arvidsson-Duchesne-Yossi power play unit scored its eighth power play goal in 16 games, so immediately the tweets start coming in. My mentions blow up. There's gifts galore. <laughs> We're getting ready. Like, Tattoo Watch has become an official thing. God, Every God. time they score a power play goal, yes. my mentions just erupt. And how about this? One, uh, one of our most dev- devoted listeners, Gregory Anderson, sends a tweet, and it's me holding Dan Lambert from behind on the ship of the Titanic yeah, I saw that last as night. Leonardo DiCaprio uh, and Kate Winslet. <laughs> I love it. I love far. it, man. Look at I this photo. Look at the Photoshop. <laughs> Me and L-Dog. 1912 before the boat goes under. We welcome in Josh Ward right now from WNML in Knoxville. The conversation has definitely swung back in and a more positive direction for Jeremy Pruitt over the last month or so. And wins against Mississippi State and South Carolina helped it. Even the Georgia and Alabama games, fans came out feeling a lot better about Tennessee's head coach, especially the, the Bama game. But just like it changed very quickly for him in a positive direction, if Tennessee were to lose this week in Kentucky, that conversation changes as well. So how these next few weeks go are really important. And if Tennessee goes 2-1 and one in this final stretch and gets to a bowl game, considering the conversation after two weeks and after the month of September, it still would be in a much better spot. But that's the obvious goal. Tennessee needs to win two of the next three here. 
Teron Davenport joining us. When you look at the Chiefs, they're giving up 139 on the ground. So it's an opportunity to like, everything just plays into that direction. You want to keep Mahomes and that offense off the field. That team is a defense that can be, you, you can run the ball against them. This team has to revolve around running the ball. So common sense will point you in that direction. I think Arthur Smith is going to do, and they, they really have to. Last week, what they did, two carries in, in the first half against the defense is giving up a buck 35 on the ground. It's, it's unacceptable. So I, I think they'll fix that this week. Does anyone love LSU football more than Coach O? No. Nah. Probably not. He lives it. He, he's building the same thing, right, that Dabo is doing. The problem is, is that Dabo is the best program in the ACC and can just win ACC titles. And Florida State is a dumpster fire right now. They might be hiring primetime as their coach. No. In the meantime, Ed Orgeron's in the same division as Nick Saban. That is the biggest difference of, between the two. And frankly, Coach O has not proven in championship settings that he can win those games. Is it enough to get over the hump against Bama and Saban? We don't know. We'll find out at 2.30 Central Time, and I'm already starting to take my pants off just thinking about it. <laughs> Guys, I mean, this is as good a football game as we will ever see in college football. It is? Like, it is spectacular. I cannot wait. Here, I, told, I, told, I told my wife, I hope, I hope she knows it. It's like, take the girls and get the hell out of here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Get the hell out of here. No, my wife knows. Don't say anything. Yeah. I, I, I told my wife on, I think it was Tuesday, I said either... The girls have got to go play at their friend's house, and you can watch the game with me, or you're just going to get them, and you're going to find something to do. Just, just make like a tree and Don't bother get me. the heck out of here. Yeah. Peter Burns from the SEC Network. Go, just go big or go home, right? Actually, I was trying to upset my wife, who's a diehard Alabama fan. And actually, <laughs> I, I tell you what, the opposite side of it, I was making her happy because it seems like every time that I've picked against Alabama in my life, they've ended up winning. So she's probably pretty happy that I said that. But Again, I, I came in and I looked at these teams, guys, and I, I, I know it's eight years in a row. And I think it plays into the fan bases knowing that, right? Especially LSU fan bases feels like they've just been kicked and left for dead. And I think that they've approached it differently this week. Joe Burrow plays well on the road. And an inexperienced you know, front seven for Alabama is the reason why I give LSU the nod to it. Pal Terry Crisp. Our bread and butter has been, number one, our goaltending and our defensive work. But I, I think the biggest thing is, and you recall, for the past couple of years, we've been saying, what a great offense we have. Our defensemen carry the puck down. Our defensemen are in every rush. Our defensemen uh, lead the rush. Our defensemen join the rush, et cetera, et cetera. And it's almost like we've forgotten about the defensive zone for a while, and now it's coming home to bite us. And it's one of those nights where no matter what happened, it was going to go wrong. It was going to go bad, and it was just, you couldn't sit there and say, well, it was, it was your goaltending. Or was your defense core? It was your forwards. It was just a whole, whole team effort last night. When you win, you have a team effort. Last night was a team effort to lose. Players, it's not just that you've given up five goals in a third of your games this year. It's sort of a couple of those times you're going, the situation doesn't feel right. Five to Detroit, five to Arizona, six to Calgary when you were up four to one, right? Like that's that's the problem is the comeback in some of those. It's one thing to beat the Washington Capitals six five. That they're a high-scoring team, you're a high-scoring team, that makes sense, right? You know, Colorado, if you lost 5-4 to four in Colorado, okay, fine. They're a really high-scoring team. You know, but 9? You know, 7 to the Kings? The Kings aren't a good team. The Kings are the worst team in the Western Conference. And you give up 7 goals? So it's how it's happening, too, is a concern. Not just that, you know, it's happened. The lamp stamp. <laughs> Can we put Dan Lambert's head on a horse, yes. so like a min, like a minotaur, yeah. and then him put that on your on your a back? A horse. <laughs> I get Lambert's face tattooed on the back of my head, <laughs> so and then I learn around. to walk backwards. <laughs>
I'm doing the lamb bear walk. <laughs> See, look, he did the I... lamb walk. Lamb bear walks into the office and he goes, yeah, hey, Lobs, Lobby, Peter, to deal with this kale guy. <laughs> it's creepy. What's, what's his problem? And that was the Morning Drive Daily Rewind, a part of your big finish each and every day at 945 here on the show. Derek had a little grenade he just rolled into the, the, the room, and no, it wasn't a fart. It was no, uh, an actual... I don't think Tua's playing, man. Honestly, I really don't. I I think... I will believe it when I see it. If he's still limping around, I think Saban holds him out. Um, make sure he's healthy, healthy for the Auburn game. Because to me, if they... If they lose this game close without Tua, then they run the table, beat Auburn, then I believe they still get in. Obviously there are other things that gotta happen with the other teams, but I think they, they are in a better they are in a better position if they play this game without Tua and they lose. Flannel Fred sends us a tweet. He says, you guys brought up how Ensworth is playing Briarwood Christian tonight. You know who used to be their athletic director and head volleyball coach about fifteen years ago? That's right. Ooh. Go ahead. Give us the answer. You know. I, I don't like this person. It's not Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer? No. <laughs> yeah, I love how you guys both went right to Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer? I've trained you guys well. You know exactly what I, who I hate. No, uh, Hugh Freeze, right? Are you serious? Yes. Wow. Hugh, I, Hugh Freeze is going to get a job. Oh, Hugh. Now, I would be interested. Like, Power got, five? You've you got Kendall Bryles in, in Florida State. Why not just hire yeah. Hugh Freeze and just have all the most corrupt coaches in Florida State? Bring them on back. Just bring them on down. Now, he, listen, Hugh Freeze is going to get – they're doing good things at Liberty. He, he's going to get a job somewhere. Okay. Final predictions here. Let's do the three games that we care about. Let's start with Kentucky and Tennessee. I'm going to take Kentucky to win by a point. Give me the Cats 21-20. to 20. Uh, Wow. They're, favored by, they're back favored by one now, by the way. Yeah. The money's coming I back. I think in UT Kentucky. wins this. I think UT beats Missouri and they lose to Vandy. But I got UT winning this. I, I think that's – I would say win over Kentucky, lost to Missouri, win over Vandy as well if I had to go. I, it depends on how consistent the running game is. It's been wildly inconsistent. What does a quarterback situation look like? The defense – great point by our, our boy Lee Sterling earlier is that when they play a running quarterback – they they they've struggled and and they've got they're going to be facing one if Bowden is playing receiver or quarterback they're going to use him on the ground a ton um, and that's going to be a dangerous game so I, I I'm really torn on this I think there's a reason it's a one point spread I'll take the Vols if they play up to their potential they will win the game if okay. if they don't if they make mistakes Kentucky will capitalize Sunday at Nissan Stadium the Chiefs and the Titans I am going to go with Kansas City twenty four to twenty I think Tennessee will get a backdoor cover but never really seriously challenged for the win. What's the spread? Five and a half. I want Tennessee to win this game. I really do. I think. Oh, so do I. Uh, Wanting them to win and thinking they will are two yeah, different things. I think, different. They play, I think they pull a Philly, New England. I think they win this game. I think they win. You've had a couple of these right I where think you they call win. these. I think it's close, but I think they win. I feel like it's a two-score game for most of the way, and the Titans get every time the Chiefs pull out to two scores, the Titans cut it to one score, but they can never get the big stop they need. It just doesn't feel like they're going to get the the because the only reason they part of the reason they beat the Chiefs in the playoff game a couple of years ago, obviously di- very different players, di- different quarterback for the Chiefs, different defense, different head coach for the Titans, but I, they knocked Travis Kelsey out of the game in the first half, and that was a huge reason why they were able to make the comeback in the second half. I like the Chiefs by two scores with, like you said, maybe the Titans cut it to seven later, late to make it look close. But I don't think they ever get the second stop they need 
to get the ball back and go down the field again. Game of the century 2.0. It'll, different, it'll be a different feel. It won't be 9-6. I will still go Alabama, but I think LSU is going to cover. Give me Bama 30, LSU 27. Uh, give me LSU 34-30. to 30. Even though you – did you take the over in the LSU-Bama over-under the 62 in the – that's still 62. You did. Okay, you took yeah. the over? Okay, so yeah. 64. Over. It, would, it, would make, it would be yeah. odd if you took the under exactly. and then picked the score over. <laughs> um, I, I think LSU covers as well. I got ba- If Tua plays in his healthy-ish, Bama 31, LSU 28. If, if Mac Jones plays, LSU wins. Okay. That is it for us. Have a great rest of your Friday. Have a great sports weekend. We will talk to you Monday morning. Take care, Twitter world. Bailey, DJ Nashville, I love you. Have a wonderful weekend.